2: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the armchair book and wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is stomach flu steve and mm. joining me my co-host is the dynamic dwaylon davis
0: hey everybody i like that i like yeah. that that's good <laughs> uh
2: which which part the stomach flu or the dynamic
0: the stomach flu the stomach flu steve i, I like that
2: <laughs> uh, well i mean it, it kind of describes the life in my house the past few days yeah um and you know I, I still wanted to go ahead and get this uh this episode recorded <laughs> we were discussing for it like last week we were only able to record one show um because you could not yeah because
0: i I had no voice, so <laughs> yeah.
2: you know you can't exactly record speaking if you can't speak if all oh, you're yeah. silent if you just sound like you're just like a mouse squeaking <laughs> yeah you know that's yeah. not gonna work, so
0: yeah, nobody wants to hear my puberty voice so yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, God, I, and I'm going to have to try not to laugh because I'm, um, yeah. Yesterday, I actually called in because, uh, and my wife had the stomach flu first. And of course, she was nice enough to pass it to me because that's what you do as a married married couple. Yep. You know, you just pass it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yesterday I ended up calling in because, I mean, um, Tuesday, when I was at work, I was just sitting there, minding my own business right there in my computer. And all of a sudden, I started feeling really dizzy and lightheaded. And that's not a, you no, know, a thing.
0: Um, especially not when you're just sitting there. That's not a yeah. good thing.
2: And I thought maybe because, you know, I'd been staring at the computer all day. I mean, which, mm-hmm. you know, is possible. So I got up and walked around for a bit, you know, just to make sure, you know, I walked outside, got some fresh air, came again, and it started doing it again. So that's when I went ahead and told my boss, I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I told him, I said, yeah, I'm dizzy. He's like, go home you know, he's like, go ahead and go, you know? So it, it wasn't that early anyway, it was like maybe half an hour early. So, I mean, it wasn't, um, right. you know, it wasn't like it was like middle of the day. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, I mean, I came home and um, ate a little something and went right to bed and next morning I woke up and just felt just drained. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Um, You know, I'm not, a, not really a puker. It takes a, a lot for a, uh, I take, it, it has to be pretty vicious to make me puke.
0: Yeah, that's how um, I am.
2: Yeah. Um, and the last time that happened, I'm, I want to say it was about four years ago. Um, and as my son, he had gotten sick. You know, he got it from school and he brought it home and we taught him that sharing is what you're supposed to do. But not, you know, <laughs> but but not that not that keep,
0: keep, keep that over there.
2: And he didn't, you know, he um, but I mean, he was so sick that um, my wife took him to the doctor. Oh, wow yeah and, and the doctor said get him to children's right now mm. yeah because he was severely dehydrated because he couldn't you I mean he had just been, he couldn't he,
0: keep he, anything down
2: yeah he couldn't even keep the water down i mean it mm-hmm. was that bad so but because he was so dehydrated i mean they had to you know we had to get him to children's and i had to meet her there at children's mm-hmm. uh actually i take it back it was three years ago i had just bought the car that i have now that i'm getting ready to sell just now i remember that but um So, um, while they were there, you know, he was so dehydrated, they couldn't find a vein so that, you know, for an IV. So they had to like wrap his arm in a heating pad. And I mean, yeah, he was, he was that bad off and, um, and you know, the next couple of days, all of a sudden it hit me and it was some of the most violent puking I had ever had. And unfortunately everything else let loose at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Right by the time, my wife, she had gone to go get groceries, you know, because we still needed stuff, and she's texting me, you know, what, you know, like, you need to come out here and help me bring the groceries in, and then my daughter walked in and saw me just kind of laying there on the bathroom floor, like,
0: like, oh.
1: um,
2: and she goes, like, uh, thing. yeah, she's like, mom, dad can't come out, and i was like, <laughs> no, in fact, please leave the room, because I feel kind of embarrassed right now,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah so thankfully i haven't puked with this one but my son last night at about midnight you know he started puking and he not started gross everybody out who's just now um you know tuning in you know just not listening to us but hey you know this is life at, at its finest and he started puking last night about midnight and he first he puked off the side of his bed as you know and so as he was trying to get out of his bed to get to the bathroom, which is literally right beside his room, he fell and landed in the puke Yeah, on his floor. And then as he was getting to the bathroom, he puked all over the bathroom floor. About half the floor is covered. My wife wakes me up to help clean it because she's getting it in his room and then I'm getting it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, like I said, I mean, it was just chunky and, you know, it was bad. You know, so, uh, so he stayed home today. I probably should have stayed home today because um, a couple of times at work, I was like, mm, you know, my stomach's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have had other, other stomach issues related mm-hmm. to this. And I thought, okay, well, let me go ahead and, and chance it today because I thought I felt okay. I mean, I knew it was 100%, you know, but I still felt, I thought okay to go to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, everybody at work, if you get sick, sorry (laughs) my My bad bad. i mean (laughs) i try to stay away from everybody yeah so um probably should have worn my armchair booking mask because i actually had it with me i keep forgetting you know um because the mask policy has been lifted so
0: yeah um, i mean unless you go to like unless you go to the doctor or something yeah right everything else is the mask policy is gone
2: yeah i mean occasionally you will see some some people still wearing them you know, mm-hmm. but it's because, I mean, maybe they do have like a compromised immune system, or maybe they are yeah. sick or, you know, something. Um, but yeah, so now I'm kind of feeling the effects of should have stayed home today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I still wanted to at least get recording out because we kind of owe our listeners that.
1: Yes. You yeah. know, I
2: feel so. Um, even if we don't have a huge fan base, we still have people that, yeah, you know, may not be you know, like, man, y'all been canceling a lot lately. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, well, I mean, we, we don't mean to get sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. Trust us. It's it's not by choice.
2: Yeah. Now I will say Monday night. I mean, we did choose not to have that one because to us being North Carolina fans.
0: Yeah. That was, yeah, it was going to be a, that was going to be a conflict because yeah. the Tar Heels were in the national championship. We didn't win, but Hey, uh, coming up number two out of, 300 teams i'll yeah. take it
2: <laughs> that, you know dude it's like 360 teams
1: yeah. yeah um
2: i mean and that it keeps growing there's not about a lot but every year there's a, you know a few teams yeah, that, that are added
1: yeah um
2: and you know every year of the tournament there has always been a team to make their very first appearance really every single tournament is at a first-time entry that's cool. um yeah and you know, you got to think the tournament started in 1939 with eight teams. Mm-hmm. Oregon uh, won. Um, in fact, Oregon won by beating Ohio State, I believe. Okay. Um, and then, top it off, whenever they had the first uh, NCAA, the first uh, BCS championship playoff, I want to say Ohio State beat Oregon. <laughs> so that was a, I mean and i have to i have to verify that i know oregon was one of the teams but oregon did after that 1939 tournament they did not make another final four until five years ago wow yeah of course five years ago when carolina won
0: yeah well you don't think of like you don't think of oregon or ohio state as you know basketball powerhouses mm-hmm. or it's usual college you know they're they're, they're big in college football, but you don't think about them in college basketball. And in Ohio State, I mean, they've actually
2: had a couple of uh, teams. Like, but, I mean, they're very much, I know it's a weird comparison, very much like Kentucky in football. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kentucky, I mean, they're, they'll they have the good teams, and then it's like, oh, back down. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they'll be good, and then back down again. Um, but Ohio State, I mean, uh, they, uh, was it? They go to the national. No, they went to the they went to the national championship game. The second year, Florida won because Florida's the last team to repeat. Oh, okay. Um, God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, because they repeated. They they were the champs in two thousand six and two thousand seven. Because um, the first year they beat UCLA, the second year they beat Ohio State, um, and then turn around. And they they beat Ohio State in um, the uh, football national championship game mm-hmm. like the next year. Yeah, you know, so um, there was like, you know, what are the odds of that? Yeah, but whew, um, but anywho, you know, so yeah, the basketball Carolina had it, and then they just made they started playing sloppy in the second half and. They unfortunately, yeah. uh, Kansas now are the proud owners of the largest comeback in NCAA championship game history. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, they were down 16. Yeah. Um, but, but Carolina was still number two. Nobody expected them to go that far. You know, just a month before the, the, that game, they were a bubble team expected to not even be in the tournament. They're like NIT at best. Yeah. And then they knocked off Duke at Cameron. Krzyzewski's mm-hmm. last game at Cameron. And they finally had their only time they've ever met Duke in the NCAA tournament. And it was in the final four. They beat Krzyzewski again, his very last game as a coach, they beat him. Yep. Yep. Uh, which I think is very poetic. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. the only thing that would have made it better if it had been the championship game, and not the final four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anybody tuning in to hear us talk about people <laughs> and, and and basketball, but we just have to, we have to let that be known. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the reason why we missed because we honestly, we would have been distracted the whole time because yeah. we, just, we generally start recording it at around 830 and that game was starting at 920. So we wouldn't have had a whole lot of time Yeah, to record anyway, because we've, I don't think we've ever gone less than an hour.
0: No, and, I don't think so.
2: And we'd have been like, all right, we're going to throw a little, okay, okay, done got we go, gotta gotta go. go. Bye. all right see y'all later you know uh and so really so in the interest of trying to make a, a lot better quality show than us being distracted mm-hmm. which which we honestly would have been so yeah uh so but i want to go ahead and give our contact listing info before because that's something else i will forget because i admit my mind is a little foggy right now mm-hmm. uh just from the events of the past you know a few days um but if anybody would like to email us please Email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. That I mean, anything that you want to email us about at all, including if you want to advertise with us, let us know. Yeah, we, we actually have had somebody reach out to us. So, um, and you know, we've had some other people, you know, talk about it as well. So, I mean, that that's actually a thing where we're just let us know your business. Well, that sounds kind of odd. Let us know what <laughs> your business is, what, and we'll just go from there. I mean, obviously, there's some things we probably won't advertise, but. I think the majority of the businesses we would. Yeah. You know, um, but if you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbooking podcast, find us on Instagram also at armchairbooking podcast, you can find us at Twitter at Booking Armchair, you can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. Uh you can find us on obviously on YouTube if you're watching us on video, and you can find us on just about any audio platform there is. Just look us up. If we're not there, let us know. And we'll do what we can to get added um and excuse last me. but not least we are host about block talk radio um and speaking of twitter you can always find <coughs> excuse me you can always find coffee jwayland at fat underscore daddy 73 uh if you want to just reach out to him directly and, and tell him how much you think i'm just horrible <laughs> and um And I do want to give a shout out real quick, because if you notice this shirt, if you haven't seen my personal Facebook post, this is from the TNC Sports Talk, also known as Jay and Trey. Uh, This is a T-shirt that I ordered. I think I even mentioned on the the show that I'd ordered Mm -hmm. one of the shirts, and it it came in the other day, you know, a couple days ago. So uh, so I decided to go ahead and rep them. Uh, There's good guys, and they are on a marathon session this week. They're recording, you know, seven straight days. Yeah. I'm like, you dudes are nuts. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, I've only been able to listen to one of them, unfortunately, because, I mean, it's um, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I guess when, you know, if we're going to have meetings, a lot of times our meetings are at like 1030, um, you know, or sometimes I'm just right in the middle of work and, you know, or meetings. And sometimes, I mean, I'm able to listen, but I can't really, um, you know, get involved as much like in the chats yeah and and if they know i'm there you know sometimes they will ask me a question i'm like oh and they're like if you're still here and i've had to text justin or i was like sorry dude <laughs> it's like, yeah
0: it's like i'm working like,
2: yeah i had to walk away i mean and they're cool but i mean they get that i mean um yeah but definitely go check them out also while you're at it check out the hillbilly hill um,
1: yes said yes. the
2: hillbilly hill the the hill truth podcast he's an awesome, another awesome guy uh we need to get him on our podcast and we need to get yes. him his podcast because i mean he um his shows are just you know he he kind of has a way of looking at things i'm like man why didn't i ever see that i mean you almost feel like they're stating the obvious but apparently it's not obvious if nobody's ever mentioned it that makes sense right right you know but he just brings it up you're like okay you know he so he is um a very very good analytical mind when it comes to that and he does speak like from a heel perspective but he but the heels really do make the business Yeah, yeah. I mean, um and you know you got to have that conflict you know you do need to have like the good versus evil because that's what drives the story you know exactly yeah Yeah. um yeah because it is hard to have like a good versus good evil versus evil Mm -hmm. even though in wrestlemania something happened and now i'm kind of curious as to okay what direction are they going to be going from here and i'm pretty sure you know the match i'm you know talking about yeah um but anyway, yes. Yeah, so our topic of the day is going to be WrestleMania 38. Um, normally, we we know people review it like the day or two after, but you know what? We didn't. We we didn't. So just please forgive us. Uh, well, there's but, actually
0: some. There's actually some YouTube channels. There's one that I watch. It's uh, Wrestling with Regret. It's Brian yeah. Zane. Yep. That was really good. Uh, they believe he just dropped his yesterday, so we're not too far off. So.
2: Well, and we can also. Um speak on some of the events that have happened after WrestleMania, some of the fallout, yeah. um, some yep. rumors, you know, some things that are absolutely rumors, and it sounds like people just trying to cause drama. And then the people they, they were talking about actually responded and said, No, that did not happen.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, so um but and I had to confess to Dwelin that I have notes on the first night, I don't on the second night, you know, uh partly because uh, I only watched half of the second night on Sunday, then half on Monday. But it was before the national championship game started, and and so once again, I was even distracted from there. But I think a lot of it. Um, well, I'll go ahead. How did how did you describe it? The first night compared to the second night?
0: Um, the way the the way it appeared to me, which I watched it. I didn't watch it live because we had a really busy weekend. So it was. I watched. I started watching night one. Uh, Sunday evening when we got no Monday evening when we got home. Um, but I, finally, I finished up night two on Tuesday. For me, uh, as they like to call it, WrestleMania Saturday night one, yeah, was a wrestling show. That was a professional wrestling show. That's as for me, that was as close to professional wrestling as modern WWE has gotten in the last five, six years. It was a, you know, it was a really good, I thought it was a really good pro wrestling show. There was some spots that could have right. could have done without, but for the most part, it was a really good pro wrestling show. But that second night was the definition of sports entertainment. <laughs> and good Lord, oh, uh, we'll get into it. But that second night was, It was a struggle for me to watch the second night.
2: I I think that's another reason why I didn't really take notes on it because I was Mm -hmm. watching going, did they really do this?
0: There's only honestly one match that I would ever go back and watch from night two, but we'll get to that match Uh, in a little while. But yeah, night two was a struggle because that was sports entertainment as its finest. And when I say finest, I mean that very sarcastically.
2: <laughs> um, very, very tongue in cheek. Oh, because... Yes. <laughs> um, well, the very first match, um, I'll, I'll whip out my notes on it. Yeah. This is like find my notes. How do I lose notes on a cell phone? Seriously. <laughs> 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 uh, the SmackDown Tag Team title match. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I, and I thought it was a good match, but I was, it was, I
0: a, yeah, it was a good, I don't feel like it was a WrestleMania worthy match. Bingo. Just, it was a good SmackDown main event match. You know
2: what? And I said decent opening match, but nothing special, nothing to separate it from a SmackDown match.
0: Mm-hmm. But and, I do hate that Rick Boogs um, got injured. You know, it mm-hmm. was the spot where he picked up both Picked up both Uso's, and you saw his knee buckle, and it was just like, mm, because the angle that his leg went when his knee buckled, I could tell it was like, "That's not, that's not a storyline injury." He was,
1: he was hurt,
2: and, and I had to wonder because that was the same leg that he faked the injury mm-hmm. on just a week ago. Yeah, and obviously, did I'm like, um, was he actually injured? Because I, my, I said Boogs is ridiculously strong, which he is. Yeah. Um, and oh, my next note says the Usos' tights looked like the baby diapers with the squares that would appear when the kid pees.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah.
2: Well, um, but then I said, was well, Busil legitimately injured? And you know, they're like, oh, he's been taken out. I'm like, um, you know, if, if they had not just had that whole thing mm-hmm. with him, you know, faking
0: the yeah, injury, where he had the leg wrapped and everything, yeah, yeah
2: and and he was called Peg Leg Pete.
0: Um,
2: yeah i was like wow man he's going like old school disney right there yeah (laughs) so um but i mean you even called it before the usos were not going to drop the titles no you know um and especially i even if they were going to drop them once he got hurt it wasn't going to happen nope um nothing bad for shinsuke because they paired him with boogs and now boogs is not going to be um but yeah i mean decent opening match i mean yeah it wasn't super spectacular. It was a good wrestling match, but it was a SmackDown yeah. match. So,
0: uh, Boogs did um, end up, he ruptured his um, quadricep patella, the part of the quad that runs into the knee, mm. uh, was ruptured. He did have surgery on that yesterday, I believe. Uh, they said the surgery was successful, so now he's, you know, Recovery, rehab, he gets to start that, which is, I know, I know Triple H's was a different, a little different because he just, he completely tore the quad off the bone. But that injury usually takes about a year mm-hmm. to recover from and get, you know, fully back, you know, back on his feet. So,
1: well,
2: Rick Boogs, he can. He can take this time to also learn a, a new song on the guitar.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because, because seriously, if you took him 12 hours to learn Shinsuke's song, the only part he plays, you know, now he rips some, he does kind of rip some leads in there, some solo. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he can shred a little bit. So, I mean, I'll give him credit there. Uh, even though they already had a guitar player. Had. Had. Yeah. Anyway, that'll be, we'll get into that later <laughs> on too. I don't even know what to think about that. But anyway, uh, the next match. <coughs> with uh drew mcintyre and happy baron dude king corbin dude
0: this was this was a typical again another could have been a smackdown main event it was you know it was what it was we knew what it was going in we uh-huh. knew that, was, that they were leading to this we knew drew was going to win there was no way they were going to have happy corbin beating drew mcintyre at wrestlemania uh-huh. Drew McIntyre also has the distinction of being the first man to ever kick out of End of Days.
2: I was going to mention that too, mm-hmm. um, because I actually part of my notes. Well, I said decent enough for what it was, uh, slightly better than a sma- sma- slightly better mm-hmm. than a SmackDown match, but not much better. But Drew kicking out of the finishing move was an insult to Corbin, uh, because I don't know if you saw the recent article where uh, he actually mentioned nobody had ever kicked out of the the End of Days. Mm-hmm. This was a shoot interview and. Yeah. Um, and he said that would actually, if nobody ever kicked out of his finish move, that would actually mean more to him than mm-hmm. even like being put in the hall of fame, because, um, he said, I mean, cause he, you know, he, he is, he does have a good wrestling mind, mind. He, he does get what it meant. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if maybe VKM saw that and was like, screw you hippie. We're going to have them kick out of it. I could,
0: it's just my personal opinion, but I could almost guess that Vince was like, Oh, I didn't realize, I never even realized that no one ever kicked out of that move. So Drew's kicking out of that move.
2: On WrestleMania.
0: At WrestleMania. Because we need that WrestleMania moment. Because that's what we're about.
2: Uh, yeah, it may have been a WrestleMania moment for Drew. Not for Baron Corbin.
0: Yeah, because if I Baron saw... Corbin could, could have gone his entire career and no one ever kicked out of that, the only other person that had ever had a finisher that no one kicked out of was Scott Hall. No one ever kicked out of the razor's edge. And if the, the booking was going to be where Hall was going to lose, then he just never did the Razor's Edge. The Razor's Edge was like the most protected move in wrestling. I, I, the only move I'd put up there besides that is probably the RKO. You
2: know, um, did anybody ever kick out of Jake's DDT? Because that uh, one was that yes. one was pretty protected for a while. Okay, the, under,
0: the Undertaker. WrestleMania. okay
2: he did that's right
0: mm-hmm.
2: so um, um that makes sense because undertaker he I mean he kicked out of just about everything yeah <laughs> so and i think the first person ever kicked out of the leg drop was uh, sid and yeah
0: and that was by accident because yeah. well, not accident well
2: it was at n- a necessity
0: yeah because papa shango missed his cue so he was late getting down there to interfere in the match so sid had to kick out or everything was going to you know, the whole ending of the match was going to get thrown out. So
2: yeah, that whole, see if they'd have had Roger Ruffin refereeing that and he'd know what to do. Exactly. He refereed yep. some of the other matches, Yep. you know, and he did a good job. So
0: mm, he really did.
2: Uh, and he got to accompany, uh, Reva McIntyre to the ring. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs> okay. I need to stop laughing. That hurts. <laughs> um, but, uh, the Mysterios, against um the Miz and logan paul what did you think of logan paul
0: logan paul was a lot i i, I still do not agree with him having this prominent of a spot on no, the WrestleMania I mean, I, card exactly, that doesn't in, that 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 uh doesn't include your united states and your intercontinental champions but logan paul i was actually impressed he yeah. did a lot better than i expected he didn't just you could tell he didn't just phone it in he actually i mean he worked the crowd he mm-hmm. you could tell he'd been working on his moves and everything for you know for his first time stepping into the ring i thought he did really well for a celebrity
2: yeah and the the spot where he did the two leap frogs and then he dropped down and did the splits yeah that's not something that um no, anybody much less men men cannot just you have to work on that for years yeah and for him to all of a sudden drop down like that it did not matter that ray kicked him in the face (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it was fact that he dropped down and it was like wow i mean it's a i I saw a lot of people were commenting they're like yeah logan paul is actually like you said i mean he he worked at him because he Mm -hmm. didn't want to just phone it in yeah um and i forgot you know his his brother uh Jake Paul you know was he was part of the pre-show stuff and he was working the crowd too and I'm like yeah um Logan Paul he could potentially if he were to keep at it which I doubt he does but well I don't know he's trying to do something
0: I don't know yeah uh,
2: he could potentially be the best heel in the company however um my next note the Miz turning on Paul is a prize you know so now who is the heel
0: Miz is the heel. Um, I did find out there was a report that I read on uh, Cultaholic um, that the reason that the reason they did the spot where the Miz turned on Logan Paul is because when they were working out the deal for Logan Paul to come in, once that match was over, he wants to be a babyface. So in order to do that, they had the Miz turn on him because the Miz is always going to be the heel. So they had Miz turn on him so that he could be the baby face going forward.
2: Wow. I actually saw something. Uh, I didn't read the story. I just saw the headline. It said Logan Paul actually originally wanted to be a heel. Mm. Um, but I advise him, dude, they already don't like you like legitimately. Yeah. You, you know, you got that go away heat already. Yeah. So you may want to try to try to. Endear such of the crowd and the Miz is perfect. The Miz, he's the modern day Tully Blanchard to I me, mean,
1: really.
0: Right. Is. He's the perfect one to play off of to get sympathy for the, from the crowd because they're going to they're going to boo the Miz as soon as his mu- music hits. He's, yeah, he's built himself to be that type of heel. My only thing is, at the end of the day, Logan Paul is a celebrity that's had one, one match and got to have that match at WrestleMania. I don't know how well the crowd. I don't know well, how well fans are going to view him as a baby face.
2: Right. Um, and did you see because the business face? This,
0: Span- this isn't Bad Bunny. No. You know, this is, you know, Logan Paul has made himself a, such a heat magnet through his social media interactions. And, you know, the build up to this match that I don't know how fans are going to take him as this switch, this this, you know, complete switch to, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the underdog good guy now, even though I came to the ring with a $5 million Pokemon card hanging around my neck. Um, my son actually pointed out that card too, because he saw it. It, is, he, uh, it was a grade 10 Pokemon card. I don't remember which character, but they said it is valued at $5.1 million.
2: And, you know, consider Logan Paul, I think he, he might actually be banned from the country of Japan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think bringing something that, yeah, is, you know, you think you think Pokemon that is very very Japanese. Yes, and for him to come I mean, aware, kind of like the dude who had like the million dollar diamond or whatever it was embedded in his forehead. Yeah,
0: yeah, right here. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then was surprised when somebody you know punched him and ripped it out. It's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you, you know, I you mean, dummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but did you see Miz's face right before he put him in the um
0: Yeah, that was he's like Yeah. Oh that um, that was that was just beautiful. As soon as I saw as soon as I saw that smile leave his face, I'm like, Oh, well, he's turning on this dude. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: what is Miz's finishing move?
0: <clears throat> the skull crushing finale.
2: Yes, because that is a move a lot of people don't give enough play, and they really should because that is one of those moves you can perform on anybody.
0: Yeah, because at, at first, I'm like, this is a stupid move. That's, that was my opinion when I first <laughs> saw it. And I, I held that opinion for a long time. But the last few years, I think he's perfected it to where the time it's the timing. Because like Jeff Jarrett did a similar move in TNA, he called it the stroke. But it's like the timing was never right. Miz has got the timing worked down perfect on that move. And like you said, he can do it to anybody. So, Mm
2: -hmm. for the most part, I mean, I think some of the super, super guys, maybe not Omos, but no, but Omos, um, you know, that wasn't a great match. I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later on, yeah, but I didn't expect that one to be a super great match because even Bobby Lashley can only do so much with somebody, yeah,
1: yeah, anyway,
2: um. The raw women's title, the very first thing I uh, said, the champion should always be the last one in.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I loved Bianca's entrance. I thought it was fantastic. I loved Becky's entrance. it had that it had that Marvel Studios vibe to it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to where you know they had all the different little panels and everything, like Marvel yeah. does. I like that, but yeah, Becky should definitely have come out last. The champion should always come out last.
2: Um, because I even put the Bianca interest Marching Band was a nice touch. Not super mm-hmm. spectacular, but I mean it was a nice touch. No,
0: but just a nice touch, you know. Yeah.
2: Um, so Becky looks like an 80s female punk band lead singer.
0: Yes, she reminds me she reminds me of a couple of things. She reminds me of uh character from Blade Runner. Can't remember the yes! character's name. Yes,
2: thank you. Oh my god, I was with like the way
0: with the way her hair was and the yes. makeup. Uh, she reminded me of the character from Blade Runner. She also, uh, the haircut reminds me of early Joan Jett.
2: Yep. Early Joan Jett. Yeah. Um Not the Joan Jett that my wife and I saw in concert, you know, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Not the nicest person on stage to like even her band and some of the people. Really? In the, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: They,
2: they started doing Christmas and Clover and she all of a sudden, you know, she heard something she didn't like and turned on. Whoa, 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 whoa! And we're like, "What? I said it fine." And then they they restarted something. She's like, "Sorry about that," you know. And then, oh wow. Um, then another point during the song, she during another song, she was over talking to security guard. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody apparently got kicked out because they did something. She I don't know what the person did. I'm not saying they didn't deserve or did deserve to get kicked out, but she got somebody booted. Wow. Uh, and I've heard she, that she's just not a nice person. I don't know about that. Although, because. Yeah. Either way, I just, I do like her music. And yeah. Just like, you know, I like Becky as a wrestler. So.
1: Yeah.
2: um, But yeah, her, yeah. Blade Runner. Thank, I was like, she mm-hmm. looks like something. I could not put my finger on it. Yes. Blade Runner. That's what I'm going to call her from now on. Becky the Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I did say that the match there, it was sloppy at times, but it had brutal action at times. Yeah. It was, it was slow. The match was,
0: was... yeah, it was slow, which I I kind of expected because, like, I think Bianca's one of those wrestlers. And for her to only have been a pro for like six years, she adapts very well to her opponent's style. Yeah. Like last year when she wrestled Sasha, it was a more of a fast paced match because that's Sasha's style of match. Becky does, especially her current character you know, she does a lot slower paced match because, you know, everything she's doing is leading to the submission, the, the arm bar submission. So hers is a lot slower paced. And I think Bianca kind of followed Becky's lead and kind of adapted to Becky's style of match. But I will still say that is, that was by far Bianca's two for two, in my opinion, had the absolute best match at WrestleMania last year, and this was the absolute best match at WrestleMania this year. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I thought the match was good. We knew Bianca was going to win.
0: Oh, yeah. We you knew know? she was going to win, but I mean, they made it. I'll give them credit. They made it believable that she may not win. Right. And that's a, as much as WWE likes to telegraph their victories, That that is a major feat for them to have me thinking, well they might have Becky they might have Bianca lose, they might have Becky mm-hmm. retain, so I thought they did an excellent job yeah it was it was kind of sloppy at times, but in this instance, I think it kind of added to the match because as hard hitting as it was in certain parts, I think the the sloppiness just kind of kind of went in it kind of played into the story they were telling right. It's and, like i'm it's like we're trying to get each, at each other so bad. we've done all this stuff to each other, we're trying to get at each other so bad, we're not trying to have just crisp five star match. We're just trying to have a fight
2: and and I think a um a, a sloppiness will make it look more like a fight,
0: yes, you yes. know, Christmas yeah. looks rehearsed or, yeah, it looks rehearsed, yeah,
2: yeah, um but speaking of telegraphing, the surprise opponent. For Seth Rollins.
0: I told you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean called it.
2: I had no reason to doubt you, but yeah, at the same I, time, I wanted it not to be him, just because <laughs> it would throw everybody off. But I mean yeah. it was
1: But
0: that did you did you hear that pop? Yeah. When his music started, even like before the music kicked in, because at the beginning of his song, he always it, it says, you know, in wrestling there's more than one royal family. When people heard that, those people lost their mind. And then when his music hit, people knew, Oh, this is this is real. This is really happening. And then when he comes up out of the stage, you know, that was it. You know, yeah. 70 yeah. plus thousand people were losing their mind.
2: Um, almost like the Hardy's it's the very same no. stadium, actually. Yes, yes. Um, and the Hardees was actually a surprise. Nobody knew they were going. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, and then of course, you know, his thing now is, you know, that that tattoo. Yeah. Everybody knows Cody now by the tattoo. I don't even think he has any other tattoos. If you're gonna get a you know, your first tattoo is normally not on your neck, as far as I know.
1: Yeah.
0: No, he got dream first. He got that one after Dusty passed.
1: Ah, And then
0: uh, so he's got dream on his chest, and then he's got the the American nightmare symbol on his neck.
2: Yeah, the, the thing everybody looks and goes. Did he have like a skin condition or something yeah. to kind of cover up? It just seems like a, just an odd location. Yeah, it know. was an odd
0: spot for it, but yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and I thought the match itself, and this is, and I, I actually stopped taking notes after Bianca and, and Becky because right about the time that Cody and Seth were um, in their match, mm-hmm. that that was also right about the same time that tip off started between. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: and so I was sitting here a lot of times, like, okay, I'm watching TV here, I'm watching my phone here.
0: Yeah, I I'm saw watching- a lot of people were doing that on night one. They had, yeah, they had the like I saw, um, uh, one of my Facebook friends, he had his big screen TV had WrestleMania on it, and then he had a smaller TV sitting over here that had the national champ that had college basketball on it, yeah. so you know.
2: And so, uh, so people, they found a way to watch both yeah, like, you know, like I did, but, and so I have to admit a lot of the, that match and the next match I didn't catch as much of just because, you know, because Duke and Carolina, oh my God, what a fantastic game, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, not to get too much in basketball, but Duke's biggest lead was seven Five minutes later, Carolina was up by six. That was their biggest lead. But I mean, it was just back and forth. Yeah, they were neck and
0: neck the whole game.
1: Um,
2: You know, but from what I did see of like I said, Cody and and Seth, I mean, the the match was good. Oh, yeah. The match the match
0: was yeah, the match was fantastic. It's like to for me, that would have been the match, that would have been the best match at WrestleMania if Becky and Bianca hadn't been on the card. Right. Because for me, Becky and Bianca are still that's still the best match at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. But Cody, Cody and Seth was easily right up there with them.
2: Yeah, Seth's wife. Yeah, because they're married now, aren't they? Or at least his yes. baby at least his baby mama would just No, they're
0: they're married. They're married. Yeah. Yeah. Um
2: you know, and God, yeah, yeah, they followed each other too.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: So all right, honey, good match. Okay, your turn
1: yeah
0: it's like good it's like good match i'm gonna try to top you but okay um (laughs) um,
2: but you know i have to give wwe a little bit of credit because normally if they have two women's matches on they're not both this deep into the card
0: that's true usually they use one of them as an opener yeah and then they'll have the other one about midway through the card
2: um because the next match was Charlotte and Rhonda. I would say this was the last match, but we already know that wasn't true. Yeah.
0: Um, what did you think of this match? Well, little what little I saw you, of it? From what um, you saw of it?
1: Um,
2: Decent enough. I mean, they, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be because Rhonda, I mean, to think about it, I mean, she's still not very experienced with professional wrestling. She looked better than what she had in the past, but. Um, you know, but I missed the ending because, um, right at the time. I mean, and I, I mean, I totally missed like the last few minutes because that's when the action and the other thing was really getting hot and heavy. And I apologize for that. Uh, but
0: Well, well, Rhonda had, Rhonda had tapped out Charlotte, but the ref was down. The ref was down. Right. Then Rhonda tries to get Charlotte back, tries to get the ref up so he can, you know, Get back into the match, Charlotte. Basically, shoves uh, Rhonda into the ref, and then ends up. I can't remember which. I think she hit Natural Selection and won, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, it all happened kind of quick, but I was very surprised that they had Charlotte retain. I was too. I, su- I say surprised. There was some fam- there was some non family friendly things that I said when they had her retain. <laughs> Am I a fan of Ronda Rousey? No. But I was rooting for her. I told my wife this. I was rooting for her just because I'm so tired of seeing Charlotte with the title. The only, the only positive that I can see out of any of this is that Charlotte is supposed to be marrying Andrade this summer. Really? Yeah, because they've been engaged for a while, so they're supposed to be getting married this summer. So maybe they'll have Ronda take the title from her at Backlash. And then, because I don't see this feud being over yet. Mm. Maybe they'll take the t- have Ronda take the title from her at Backlash. Charlotte goes, she gets married, she does her honeymoon, all that, and just kind of goes away for a little while. And then maybe she'll be interesting when she comes back because it's just one of those they have drove this, t- this Charlotte as a champion into the ground. And it's like, I get I'm trying to build her up as the female Ric Flair. It took Flair 20 years to amass 16 world titles. Charlotte has 14 world titles. If you count the NXT championship, which she's won twice. uh, Actually, take that back, 15. Because she's been a six-time Raw Women's Champion, a Mm six-time SmackDown Women's Champion, Divas Champion, because that was the first championship she won on the main roster. So that's 13, two two NXT titles is 15 women's championships since 2015, seven years. And she has 15 world titles already. She's one away from tying, tying, I say, tying her father, but it took her father 20 years to do it.
2: And when he held the title, I mean, he held it for a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, he, didn't hot, he didn't hot potato the title like, like they've done with Charlotte. So I'm just hoping, honestly, that Rhonda beats her at Backlash. But the match itself for me was just boring because the way they had built this thing up, I expected a fight. I didn't expect the submission heavy. It's like everything was about the submission, and they, they telegraphed everything toward the submissions and it's like but you built this to where these two women hate each other so Mm -hmm. why not just let them fight it out and you have the great one of the i won't say the greatest but one of the greatest female combat athletes on your roster let her fight charlotte charlotte can fight when she needs to let her fight
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and in fact charlotte one time got arrested for fighting her yes. ex-husband
0: yeah
1: one
2: of, one of her ex-husbands yeah because uh, she's had two or three
0: i think two i think andrade will be husband number three
2: so another way she's she's competing with her dad
0: uh, yeah
2: yeah uh but one of the things there was rumors about ronda i don't know if you mm-hmm. heard this or not about her i did about her walking out you know, um, on there, she was mad that they weren't going to be headlining and she had to come back and say, no, the reason I left was because I had, I had to go tend to my child.
0: Yeah. Cause they were like, <laughs> why, you know, they were like, you know, why'd you leave after the match? Yeah. She's like, I have a, I have a child at home that I have to tend to.
2: Yeah. I have a six month old who mm-hmm. needed me there to feed and, you know, so yeah. Uh, she's like I, I. She's like I have. No, I, I had no issue at all with Stone Cold. She, you, you know, because everybody. Like, well, she's mad because Stone Cold was going to have the match. And so people just starting stuff, and it's like y'all need to knock it off.
0: Yeah, people are just starting stuff now. Me personally, I'm just a very old school wrestling fan, and I still feel like one of the women's championship matches should have main evented. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel it should be Beck. It should have been Becky and bianca that main evented night one not you know stone cold and kevin owens in a street fight
2: and that yeah that's what well yeah it was a no holds barred match yeah I, this one the okay i was gonna say they had no build-up really their build-up was just kevin owens the french canadian in sultan texas for two months yeah and you know, doing a granted he's doing a good job of it
0: I mean, he did a good job, and then Austin right. cut a promo on Twitter and accepted the match. Well, accepted to be at WrestleMania for the KO show, and then of course we know KO challenged him to, a, you know, basically to a fight. Stone Cold accepted. The only, the only re- the only part about this that I like. I mean, it was fun for what it was. Yeah. You know, it was surprising that you know. I do appreciate the fact that Austin, you know, gave so much of himself to Kevin Owens and took those bumps like the suplexes and yeah things on the, like that on the concrete on the concrete, uh, yeah. And you know the stuff the stuff they did on the ramp and all that. But I can appreciate them giving Stone Cold the opportunity to close his career on his terms because We're, it
2: closed it where it started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. He's his very first match was in Dallas, Texas, so it was only fitting that his final match be in Dallas, Texas, because his first match was in Dallas at the Sportatorium,
2: which is no longer there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and I and did you? I didn't catch this when it was happening. People pointed out later on. Uh, apparently, he came in at the three hour sixteen minute mark.
0: I caught that. Somebody put that on Twitter. That was that's pretty cool. Yep. So, but,
2: um, yeah. I mean, the only the only issues I had with it was, yeah, Stone Cold. It's yeah, he got to close out his career. I wanted. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We still don't have an intercontinental title match or a U.S. title match. Yep. And there's other people who didn't get a chance to be on there.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, Damian Priest didn't get a match on the card. Um, I mean, there are several people that should have had matches on that card that didn't get mm-hmm. it.
2: Now, Damian Priest, let's say as we segue now into uh, night number two, or, or as they're calling it, Wrestlemania Sunday. Yeah. Um, he was involved you know, a little bit later on, not in the first match, but here we go with the
0: sports entertainment part. Exactly. Anybody who enjoys professional wrestling over sports entertainment, just watch night one, skip night two, because night two is – a Vince McMahon dream. This is sports entertainment.
2: Yeah, because I'm looking over... All the, uh, their first I mean,
0: there, there was one match that resembled anything professional wrestling. And that was the first match.
2: And that one was actually... I mean, that one was exactly what we thought it was going to be with everybody involved. Oh, know. yeah. That,
0: that was an excellent. I yeah. mean, a lot of times it is hard to make a triple threat tag team match compelling. Uh, but they they did an excellent job. That was an excellent match. Um, it was an excellent worked match. Um, I was hoping the Street Profits would win it, but they didn't look... Nobody got buried. Alpha Academy still looks strong. Street Profits still look strong. You know, RK-Bro retained. But especially that ending sequence... With mm-hmm. with Riddle hitting that RKO and then off the
2: top rope, off the top, rope. I off mean, the top like... rope,
0: and then Randy turns around and hits another one. It's like, I mean, everybody was was hitting on all cylinders. That's an excellent tag team match. Like, it's, that's the only match on mm-hmm. night two that I will go back and watch.
2: And I'd say they have Gable Stevenson. It's hard. It's kind of hard not to say Stevenson. I know, but but Gable Stevenson. I yeah. guess they already have him set up to go against Chad. It looks like Chad Gable. Yeah. Chad Gable Steveson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: Uh,
0: there's, there's rumor going around that they may have to, that they're talking about that. They might do some kind of name change with Chad Gable because they've got Gable Steveson now. And it's like, why his last, his first name is Gable. His last name is Gable. I mean,
2: And I don't see I don't.
0: I don't see the confusion.
2: You know, he's already been Shorty G. He's already been, which was dumb. And I, even though he's a pretty good heel, I didn't think he would.
0: Oh, he's he is a fantastic heel. He is a literally an Olympic. You know, he's an Olympian, Olympic caliber athlete. You know, extremely intelligent human being. I mean. Mm -hmm. There's so much more they could do with him, but I'm glad he's getting the spotlight he's getting now because he absolutely deserves it.
2: And Montez Ford, one of these days, he's going to get his his foot caught in the ceiling.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That dude. Now, (laughs) I I hate when they throw out future world champion because they like to throw that out so much on people, but I could see Montez Ford being a future Mm -hmm. WWE champion down the line because that dude's got everything.
2: They need to get him started with the Intercontinental US title uh, first just to get him used to holding singles gold. Um, Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, And now that match was good. Next match, Lashley and Omos.
1: Oh,
0: I I feel so bad for Bobby Lashley because it's like, here's the thing. If they don't send Omos to NXT to get some seasoning and get some experience, you know, in, in their developmental circuit, you're going to have a great Kali on your hands.
1: Mm-hmm. I and mean, not-
0: Omas can move a little better than a great Kali, but you're going to have a big lumbering giant that can't really give you a good match.
2: And, you know, uh, Kali, actually, he had, he had some medical conditions. Yeah. Why he mm-hmm. had that weirdish-looking walk. Yeah, but I mean, it was because of his bone structure. I mean, he yeah. it, it, he was actually in physically in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing a lot of stuff, but um, but almost played basketball at at Central Florida. Yeah, so he should be able. to. I mean, now granted, with guys that tall, you generally didn't see them running real fast. At, yeah, ex, except for that one dude who played for UK that year. They they almost went undefeated, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude uh, Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah. That dude was like stupid fast. Yeah. And I'm like, Like,
0: oh. They bill bill almost as 7'4, 400 pounds. But the problem is, there's only so much that you can do with him. There's only mm -hmm. so many people that can work with him that are believable enough to move him around the ring, to manhandle him. You've only—I mean, really—you've got Bobby Lashley—is what mm-hmm. you've got right now, because usually John Cena was in that spot, John Cena or The Undertaker was in the spot to fight the Giants, and you don't have any one of those anymore. So the task falls to Bobby Lashley. Which kind of, of course, you know, Bobby Lashley did win, which I'm glad. I'm glad Bobby won because I don't. I can't understand having a former WWE champion losing to the overly green rookie. And I was like, but where do they go with Omos? Because now he's lost. Yeah. And that was your pet project, but they did redeem themselves. I'll give them credit because they had MVP turn on Bobby Lashley on raw. Right. And MVP has aligned himself with Omos, which is good because Omos can't, you know, he's not good on the mic yet any of that, but you've got MVP to do the talking. So MVP can do the talking, you know, mentor him behind the scenes. And I think this will work. You know, a lot of people have been on Twitter, like that was stupid of them to break up MVP and Bobby Lashley, but it makes sense. Bobby Lashley is going to be a baby face going forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: MVP is a much better heel than he is a baby face. So oh, absolutely align yourself with this monster and then get back at the guy who basically said he didn't need you anymore
1: yeah um,
2: i mean and you have you have to give almost an outpiece yes but, but like i said the only thing i ever hear him in his form is all i hear is Rrrr. I don't know. Well, has, I, 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 I'm pretty sure he says words, but I just can't. Yeah. I out. mean,
0: that, that he's, he's not good. You know, he's still new. He's very green. He's still yeah. new doing promos. He has an accent that not everybody is going to be able to understand.
2: Yeah. Cause he's from Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's, he has that thick Nigerian accent. Not everybody's going to be able to, especially the casual fan that they're going for, is probably not going to be able to pick up on everything he's saying. But you give them an, you give him an excellent manager like MVP. Mm-hmm. MVP is going to talk them in the building. Yeah. So that that part's done. Now, Omos keeping them in the building is a different thing. But MVP can definitely talk people in the building.
2: Now they need to put almost Aziz and Apollo Cruz all together.
0: Problem is they buried. Apollo Crews and Aziz I, I, by having uh, Omos beat them in yeah. handicap matches. And it's like what's the point? You're gonna, bur- you're gonna bury two people to try to build up one when you don't you're when you're not sure if that's gonna work or not.
2: And you know, watching Apollo Crews is always so frustrating because the man is good. He just Yes. And I'm like, they are they making him lose again? Yeah. You know, and because he does moves that he's what about five nine five ten? He's, pro-
0: he's probably yeah he's probably about five nine five ten, but he's a good two. I'd say a good two thirty five. I mean he's got a lot of muscle packed yeah. on that frame, and this dude is doing standing moon salts. Yes, you know, flat footed from the mat, just, just standing moon Yeah, and just the dude is incredible, and it's like I don't understand how you don't how they don't see what they have. It's like, with, um, oh. it's like with Ember Moon. Well, Athena now, she's gone back yeah. to Athena. But it's like with Ember Moon. It's like, you know, Triple H saw what he had. You saw that in NXT. She gets to the main roster, and it's like Vince didn't know what he had. And it's like, do you not watch your own product? All you have to do is watch NXT and just do the same. Copy and paste. That's all mm-hmm. you have to do.
2: Oh, uh, but anyway, that was when the matches. is also glad when it ended.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Uh,
2: the next match, Knoxville and Sami Zayn. I was also glad when it ended. They this. Okay. This was the night of burials. Almost got buried. Yeah. They, they kind of redeemed, but almost got buried. Mm-hmm. Lashley in a way got buried because they stuck him in this match.
0: Yeah. Um, Instead of him fighting for a championship. They stick him in this match.
2: Yeah. With somebody who's not just green, but I've mentioned this before, may not even know how strong he is, and he could have potentially hurt him. Yeah. He might be come off a legitimate injury. hmm There was no reason for them to do Sami Zayn the way they did. I don't care if it was the entire jackass crew who beat
0: him. Now, I'll give Sami Zayn credit. He, he was on Twitter today, and he said that for him, that match with Knoxville was like one of the best things he's done in wrestling. He said he had a blast doing it, but for me as a fan, I never want to hear WWE. I never want to hear Seth Rollins or any other Seth Rollins, Nick Khan, any other rah-rah pro WWE person say, say one bad thing about an independent company or AEW doing something silly. Because that is by far one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen done in wrestling. And if Jim Cornette, who loves to bash AEW for things that he thinks is dumb, if he does not bash this match, then he's telling his bias against AEW That's right true. there. Because this was just ridiculous. It was too way too long. It was just mm-hmm. stupid. There was nothing... I didn't find anything. There was no entertainment value for me. It was not funny. It was just dumb. It's like they, they reached for the lowest common denominator in this match. It's like, if you're not, if you're not a 12-year-old boy, you're not going to find this funny.
2: And, yeah, I didn't find it funny. And, and I
0: don't know, I don't know if many 12-year-old boys that are going to find this funny. I mean, for God's sake, they brought a giant mousetrap into the ring. Oh. a giant prop mousetrap. <laughs> like this entire match was one giant Looney Tunes cartoon. Thank you. That's all this was. That's perfect description Looney, right Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, all the, all the cartoons we watched as a kid. That's what this match was.
2: And it, and it couldn't hold my attention. Especially no. when I saw the mousetrap, I was like, No. All right, what else is going on? I mean all to promote a movie that nobody's gonna watch. <laughs> That
0: nobody's gonna watch because it's you know it had its fan base ten years ago, but nobody's gonna watch this movie. This movie is not going to do Avengers numbers, so it's not like you're gonna get all those eyes from all these people watching WrestleMania because Johnny Knoxville's on there advertising jackass forever. Nobody's care, nobody cares.
2: Yeah, nobody cares. And all it also does is to the person who might be curious, who might be a jackass, fan, oh, okay, I'm watching wrestling now. They're going to see Sami Zayn, and actually not realize how good of a wrestler Sami Zayn is.
0: And here's, yeah, and here's the thing: Sami Zayn is an excellent pro wrestler. I'm going to continue to watch him because I know how good he is. Yes, but the casual fan that people are trying to reach, that WWE is trying to reach, are going to be like, why should I care about this guy? He just got pinned by Johnny Knoxville with a giant mousetrap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why should and I invest any time in Sammy Zayn? Is how the casual fan is going to view it.
2: And you know, we know um Ron Killings, our truth. We know he's he's Ron Ron true, or, or Ron Truth. Ron Killing, our truth. I mean, he we know his past is prior. You know, his best yeah. days behind him. I mean, I mean
0: he's fifty he, years old.
2: Yeah. He's won championships. You know, he's done good. Mm-hmm. Now he's um, I don't want to say relegated, but I mean he's very entertaining. You know, um, he, he he has embraced that role. He loves, you know, making the people laugh. Um, I mean, even some of the stuff he does now. Like, for example, a couple of years ago when he announced that he was gonna be in the Royal Rumble, he challenged Paul Heyman. Yeah. And Paul Heyman's kind of looking like, what? And he's like, yeah. Oh, Brock Lesnar, I withdraw from the Royal Rumble. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's stuff like that. But it's like but he's passed his, his glory days. But, but R-Truth has already won two world titles. Right. He's, I mean, how many people in this day and age can say, I am a former NWA world heavyweight champion. He's done that twice. The only, he's the only black man to ever hold that belt. belt exactly. Right Ron Killings, R-Truth, is the only black man to ever hold
2: that, yeah.
0: that belt, the NWA World Heavyweight title. He's already, he cemented his legacy in the early days of TNA. Nobody can take that from him.
2: And, you know, the 24-7 title, they might
0: as well name it, the R-Truth. Yeah.
2: When, when he retires and goes in the Hall of Fame, because he will,
0: you know, they might just put it in a case and hand him yeah. the 24-7 title. Yeah, yeah. because it's his.
2: Yeah, he made it to where people yeah. wanted to watch it. I mean, because yeah. Sami Zayn is not... I don't think Sami Zayn's hit his prime yet.
1: No. And now and,
0: he's... He, and look at the work that Sami Zayn's already put in in wrestling. He's a former PWG world champion. He is a former uh, Ring of Honor television and tag team champion. Um, he's been the NXT champion. And he is a multiple-time Intercontinental champion. I mean... The dude's done a lot in pro wrestling. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like this image is what's going to stick with people. Him getting pinned in a mousetrap at WrestleMania. Never should have happened. Never.
2: Um, now, the next match, the Fatal 4-Way tag team match for the women's tag team, I like the ending. Oh, I like the result. I'm not going to say necessarily like,
0: the, I like the result. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I was fine with the result. I would have liked to have seen... Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan win, but if they couldn't win, then I'm okay with Sasha and uh, Naomi winning. Um, I mean, it was a good match, but
2: yeah, but it it didn't exactly set the world on
1: fire.
0: Yeah, I mean there there was good parts. I mean, anytime Shayna Baszler was in the ring, it was good, but I mean that because that's Shayna Baszler, and right, anybody who's listened to the show knows that I I am. Huge fan of Shayna Bangler. So, but I mean, it's just everything she gets in the ring and everything she does is believable. You believe that she is going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Every time she grabs a limb, every time she does a knee strike or a forearm strike, you just believe she is literally going to take this woman's head off.
1: Uh, but
2: like I said, I mean, I like, I like the result. Match yeah. was okay.
0: I mean, yeah. it was, the match was okay. It was, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a couple of steps above a raw, oh yeah, know, a raw match, but I wouldn't necessarily mean, say it was a WrestleMania match.
2: Um, you know, you're talking about having a, a triple threat tag team match, having a four way tag team match is yes,
0: you know, extremely even, hard. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and I think that so it kind of worked against itself. Yeah, you know, too um, many
0: too many moving parts to kind yeah. of keep up with but yeah the end result was good um it was Sasha Banks first ever victory at Wrestlemania wow didn't realize that yeah she had ne- she's never that uh, before that she had never won a match at Wrestlemania um so that was her first victory uh there are currently more black female champions in WWE right now than there has been at any time in the history of the company. Yep. So, so. I mean, that's a good thing for, you know, representation. Um, but, yeah, I was I was fine with the result.
2: Don't forget, I don't know her name. I saw the tweet, and I feel bad because I, I should have made sure I got her name. I noticed her when she was in the match but the very first black female referee.
0: Yes, I posted that on Facebook. Uh, yeah, you did I saw yeah. that.: Yeah, I saw that on Facebook and I posted that. Yeah. very first um, black female referee in the history of Wrestlemania she refed that night, so that was awesome too.
2: Um, and you know she was a good referee because you didn't notice she was there. <laughs> exactly.
0: And that I, I just happened to look is, and I I was like.: Yeah. Huh, and that okay. is a sign of a great referee is when they don't bog down the match, they don't get in the way, you don't even know they're there until they count to three.
2: They count the three, or they count the tap, or they, yep. they count them out. You know. Yeah. Um. But the next match, I hate to say it, I thought it went long. It went too long. Edge and AJ Styles.
0: Yes, it went very long. It went. Oh. Oh, if they if they had have shaved at least five minutes off this match. It, yes. It's just here's that's my problem with the Edge comeback. If you notice. All of his matches are really long. Yes. With his body in the shape that it is, he does not need to be working these 20, 25-minute matches. You know, Mm. 15 15 minutes is a good, would be a good amount of time to tell your story. Now, I'll give him credit. That entrance was fantastic. I do, I know people miss the um, Metalingus theme, but I like this new theme. It perfectly... It's still Alter Bridge, but it perfectly fits his new character. I do feel, though, that he needs to call uh, Malachi Black and uh, thank him for the gimmick idea because yeah, that's Malachi Black. And yeah. even Brody King, who's in the House of Black, put on uh, Twitter, he said... would you a picture,
2: House of Black which, from Wish.com? <laughs>
0: yes, yes. I was like, oh. well, Brody yep. King won Twitter today. <laughs>
2: yep. Uh, and you know, you're talking about, oh my God, what's his face. You mentioned him a while ago. And Damian Priest. How, thank you. When he came in. So yeah, he was at WrestleMania. He was involved. Yeah. Sort
0: of. But here's the thing. All he did was stare at AJ and AJ was so distracted by Damien priest staring at him that edge was able to spear him out of midair. It's like you were AJ styles. <laughs> you were better than that yeah AJ, AJ, AJ deserves better than what they're doing yep
2: and yeah I, that, that was really my i want to complain about them it just it went too long and and some of the parts were also because it felt too long because it was another kind of slower match and we know yeah. both these guys are more capable not great they're both in their forties now but
1: yeah and we but i mean a
2: j
0: can a j can still yeah give you that fast paced match but if you notice, you know, people give Randy Orton a lot of used to gave Randy Orton a lot of flack about rest holds in a lot of his matches. Mm -hmm. Edge had a lot of rest holds in this match. Mm -hmm. And that for me, that brought the match down. It's kind of Brian Zane from wrestling with regret. He's like, he always says how certain things in a match will just take you out of that moment. For me, the, all those rest holds just took me completely out of the match.
2: Uh, and the ending though, Damian Priest was like, "Well, okay, at least they're getting involved with something, even if it is, you know, the house,
0: the House of Gray." I don't know. (laughs) Here's my thing. Now I do have a couple of ideas. Like, it's obvious Edge is building this this dark stable or whatever. So you've got Edge, you got Damian Priest. If they turn Rhea Ripley heel, she would be a perfect fit Mm -hmm. for that group, and then you've got her challenging could you imagine the matches you could have with her and her as a heel and Bianca Belair with as the champion
2: oh I'll forget it
0: I mean I would oh I would I would watch that match every single time they put it on but she's a possibility if they want to turn her and Liv Morgan heel and have them join Edge because I mean let's be honest Liv ain't doing nothing else Nope. I mean, they're not They're not going to do anything else with her, so why it not add her to this group?
2: And wasn't Liv Morgan part of the Riot Squad? Yes. So, she already knows how to play a character like that.
0: Yep. So, I mean, I think the group if it's done right, I think it has potential, especially if it keeps Edge out of the ring more. If he has more of a the leader, the mentor type role, and let's the younger talent do the wrestling because right. he edge has even said here recently in an interview that there is, there is a time limit on his career. He knows mm-hmm. he does not have much time left. So why not transition to that? And then you're this almost like this cult leader type. And you've got these followers that are doing your bidding and it's all younger talent that can get over. Cause I mean, Honestly, Rhea Ripley's already over. It's not going to matter if she's yeah. a face or a heel. I'm watching everything she does because she is everything about her scream star. Mm-hmm. Just like with everything about Bianca Belair, uh, Bianca Belair scream star, everything about Rhea Ripley scream star.
2: And You know, Rhea Ripley, she already has the look. Mm-hmm. Some of that would be in a darker type of stable. And, and Yes. They need to talk to Kevin Sullivan about. Yes. How to really create that kind of stable? What they should have had with the Wyatt family, but they totally haunt Botched that it. one. Yeah. Yep. Um. But speaking to Kevin Sullivan, I could have sworn he was like in the front row, but um,
0: and I only thought was, it was him every now and then. But then, yeah, like, you know, Haley, you saw the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, but then they'd show it again, and it was like, no, that's not him. But it's like, it sure but ain't it?
1: Yeah. I don't um, know
0: yeah because when i met kevin sullivan
2: sort of um you know at the thing in chillicothe ohio Mm -hmm. you know a month ago um then i explained to my son who he was Mm -hmm. sort of and he's like oh i'm like yeah you know but um he's another one that i haven't i had their contact info we need to see if we can get him and and um andrew anderson yeah on the show so um Speaking of Andrew, I'm pretty sure you've seen the um, the picture. Apparently, you're talking about a big botch, and somebody ought to get smacked around for this. When they said a Madcap Moss, they, they had on the caption, the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner.
0: Yes, I saw that. I was like, how do you mm-hmm. mess that up?
2: I mean, and I get it. It, was, it may have been an autocorrect, but still, you got to catch things like that before they yeah. go out. Yeah. Oh, anyway, um, speaking of a, a big botch, and never should have happened. What was the point of having Sheamus and Rich Holland beat the New Day in a minute 40?
0: I don't know, because they were supposed to be on night one. And then I don't know. Okay.
2: If... I, I knew there was a match that had gotten. I, I thought it was Bobby Lashley and almost match, but I wasn't sure.
0: No, it was the New Day versus uh, the Brits. And. It was supposed to be on night one. It got bumped from night one. They put it on night two, but then they only gave it, you know, a couple of minutes. And why is Sheamus still winning at this stage in his career? uh, Why is he, again, he's another one. Why is he not like the manager type for this group? And Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn be the team. Pete Dunn? Yeah, Pete Dunn, not Butch. <laughs> I, I just refuse. I can't. I just, no. Pete Dunn and, and Ridge Holland should be the team. Sheamus yeah. should be the manager. As a manager, can he interfere? Absolutely, because that's mm-hmm. what a manager is supposed to do. But he does not be, need to be in the ring, you know, pinning people at this point in, you know, at this point in his career.
2: Oh, and it, yeah, this was a waste me. Yeah, you know, especially when they gave like you know Edge and AJ, like you said, it was at least five minutes too long.
1: Yeah,
0: that um, match that match had to I know that match had to have been about twenty five minutes. Uh, I'm not sure. Twenty four oh five. See, I was close. Yep. yep. Uh, I Knoxville, mean, really,
2: they could have sh- they could have shaved about ten minutes off of there. Oh, easily. Knoxville and Zane was fourteen twenty five, which was about fifteen minutes too long. Um yes. Uh, I think the triple threat tag match was the you know, 1130 is about right. Lashley almost 635 uh, that well, I guess. Really? 635? Yeah.
0: Man, I, I thought, I mean.
2: It felt longer. It but, felt a whole lot longer. Um, But yeah, so they could have cut some minutes and then given, you know, so maybe there was a reason for this. I mean, I, I, I don't see a reason for a squash like this. Maybe they'll explain it tomorrow night on SmackDown. Maybe something will come yeah. out of it. But either way, it felt like a burial, uh, especially since the next match, McAfee um, and Austin Theory went 940.
0: Yeah. Now, I do appreciate uh, and respect the, um, the Big E tribute that Xavier and Kofi did with the gear. Yes. Because that was the gear uh, that, that was uh, the same. The, their singlets that they were wearing were similar to the gear Big E won wore the 91 the wwe title yep <coughs> excuse me sorry
2: i mean that, that is their that is their brother
0: yeah you No, know, because
2: yep. they they've been a team now eight years i think so yeah eight or nine yeah. yeah i mean it's it's been a hot minute so yeah um and god you think about every other stable that's been out there you know any other yeah. tag team collective stable whatever you want to call them that have started and disbanded in the time that they've been together
0: yeah i mean you look at the even i mean even the horsemen rotated members mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, even the horsemen had you know Ole was out and then luger was in and then luger was out and then Wyndham was in and new days never changed members it's just been mm-hmm. those three dudes
2: well temporarily they had kevin owens for a bit but <laughs> that was just that was an odd one but um it's like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, one of these
0: is not match.
2: Something's yep. going on. Uh, um, But Austin Theory, you know, I think there's a lot of potential there and I think everybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially like we were saying at the Elimination Chamber, Brock Lesnar went over, but Austin Theory got over. Yeah, And so he proved that, yeah, but they need to get him away from the whole alignment with mr mcmahon because that's not doing anything for no
0: that's a death nail look what yeah look look they did that with drew mcintyre when he came in look what happened there it didn't pan out very well it's like because vince is going to get bored and move on to something else and then if they haven't built austin theory up enough to stand
1: on his own then he's just going to fade away and um
2: Yeah, that seems weird to have him with McMahon so early anyway. You know, early in his WWE run.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, they brought him up from NXT. He was in a group with uh, uh, Johnny Gargano. They were called The Way. It was Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano's wife, um, Austin Theory, and Indy Hartwell. They were called The Way. And then he got drafted from NXT, and then they immediately put in with Vince.
2: Sounds like a new age cult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Now the whole thing with McMahon all of a sudden challenging McAfee, you know, after now this is another case of you have some people who didn't have a match. Yeah. And now you're having and and McAfee. I mean, he is a a
0: great athlete. I mean, he's a great athlete. Honestly, I enjoyed his performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, he did. so much better than i expected him to do he came out to the ring to seven nation seven nation army yep by the white stripes so i'm all for that because i love that song yep. um i can but, play that song by the way can you that's yeah. awesome
2: on, on bass, yeah it, it's actually but, it's not hard but
0: <laughs> but it should have ended there when he beat austin theory that should have been it they should have moved on mm-hmm. nobody needed to see 75-year-old Vince McMahon in his undershirt lumbering around the ring because that's what he was doing and yeah he's still
2: kind of jacked but at the same time it's like it's all in the wrong places now yes you know because and that's not a crack on him that's just not a crack
0: on him you're in your mid-70s I mean I hope I look that good when I'm in my mid-70s but there's a time, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop getting the spotlight. Just like earlier, what was it night one, when Stephanie came out to talk to the crowd, there was no need. Right. That was about five minutes that could have went to something else. Go. Tired of seeing the McMahons. The only McMahon family member I was okay with seeing was Triple H at the top at the beginning yes. of night two, because he because. He wanted to say goodbye because he's retired. He left his boots in the ring. Yep. That I completely respect and I'm fine with. But Vince being out there in a match at 75 years old, no, it was unnecessary. Mm. And it was sad. And that is, I thought Vince took some bad stunners. That was the worst stone cold stunner. That was the worst take of a stunner I've ever seen in my life.
2: And you know, it, it almost looked like you know, he I think he was trying to avoid it on purpose because he's 75 years old and he wrote really, mm-hmm. that maybe an instinct, but it was almost almost like also say, Come here, you know, yeah, like yeah. a dad going after his kid with a belt, you know, yeah. and the kid's running, you know, through the front yard or something.
0: Yeah, it was like and, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Get over here, come here, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and it was yeah, worst. I thought the very first stunner. McMahon took, you know, 25 years ago was
0: bad. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yes. Because when he yes.
2: sat there and went, you know, and he's
0: just flopping like he's just laying there flopping like a fish. And it's I'm like, like,
2: you weren't electrocuted. What are you doing?
0: I know. And it's like you just roll. You didn't even hit your chin or anything. You just rolled over his shoulder. I, and, um, now Austin Theory gets the Scott Hall. The Scott Hall seal of approval, as I like to call it, for the for taking the stunner, because that hop that he did yeah. <laughs> he took it, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and then of course Pat McAfee had to get a stunner too, just because. But then he kept drinking the beer afterwards. I thought that what was what was great
0: though is like he had just drank the beer, took the stunner, and like just went stiff, and the beer shot out of his mouth as he's falling back. Yeah, oh. and he's laying he's laying on the ground, just pouring the beer in his mouth. So I like that Austin that he brought Austin brought his brother in for a toast the guy that was in the ring, that was Austin's yeah. brother.
2: Didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I've heard him talk about – he really doesn't do his podcast anymore, but I've heard him talk about his brother on his podcast mm-hmm. in the past. So, um, now, the last match, the main event, the one everybody was waiting on, I guess. Um, we've seen it before. Not like this, yeah. but we have seen it before. Uh, Roman Reigns and Lesnar – were you surprised that they let Reigns win the know? title? Yeah.
0: No, I, I, for me, for me, that was the only outcome because they've, they've been trying ever since the Shield broke up to cement Roman Reigns as the top guy in the company. Roman has done that work with this Universal title reign, but by him, and by him beating brock at wrestlemania and taking the championship from brock it cements roman as the absolute number one guy in the company and um plus roman needed to win this match because otherwise he would have been you know he's already lost to brock once at wrestlemania so he needed to win this one plus Honestly, if I'm gonna spend spend money to see if I've got to pick between one of the two that I gotta spend money to see, my money's gonna get spent on Roman every time. Yeah. Roman's the more interesting of the two for me because he is where WWE were trying to get him as a baby face. He has mm-hmm. gotten himself there as a good guy. Cause like even on Raw, he didn't do anything but came out and cut a five minute promo. And said Dallas, Texas, acknowledge me. And how many people were putting that finger in the air in the crowd? Yeah. I mean, Roman is over. Like, he's he's the heel, but he is over mm-hmm. because of the work that he's put in. So I feel like he deserved to win both titles. And unfortunately, he legitimately
2: got hurt with that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm hoping that. Because, yeah, because he said he was telling Paul his shoulder was out. Yeah. And then he put his shoulder. You could tell he put his shoulder back in, but but I don't think he uh, got it all. I don't think he got it all the way in. I've popped mine out before, (sighs) so I know how bad that hurts. And I know how it, it hurts bad enough popping it out, but popping it back in is what really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if Roman got it all the way back in because you could tell that arm was like pretty useless. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just storyline. You could tell he was, he was having trouble, even like he he
2: was trying to hold the belt up and then he he was able to get it up, but you know, he had to really struggle.
0: Yeah. He had to force it to get it up. So I'm hoping this is a short term thing because I would hate for them to have to strip him of the title because he is nowhere near done with this run. You know, he, they've even, they've even said, there's only four men that have held the world title longer than Roman Reigns. Hogan. No, Hogan, Morales, Bob Backlund, and, and Bruno. Bruno. Yeah, it's those four, and then Roman Reigns is number five. That is rarefied air.
2: Morales held it longer?
0: Morales held it for like, mm, let me look. Yeah, exactly. I,
2: mean, I mean, I don't doubt it, but uh, well. Because Morales, um he was he, he wasn't a transitional champion, but um but I know they had they had him with the title to more or less in oh. a way temporarily replace Bruno.
0: Yeah, one thousand twenty-seven days. He okay. was the w, he was the WWE champion. So almost um, three years. Yeah, and then Bob
1: Backlund.
2: My Backlund held it longer. Um, yeah.
0: Well, uh, technically, he did. If you go by WWE's record book, um, by WWE's record book, he was he's WWE champion 2,138 days. He lost that title to Antonio Noki. Right. But WWE doesn't acknowledge that 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 championship. They, he they don't so, acknowledge the title change. So they just say it's still one seamless title run.
2: Yeah. And in that one, because Antonio, uh, that, that's a weird, I still don't get why they did that. I mean, I know Antonio Noki is extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, in the wrestling world and then just politics as well. Uh, speaking of Antonio Noki, kind of a side subject. Um, you ever looked at what his actual name is? No it might surprise you because I had to look and I thought somebody was messing around with the Wikipedia article. Mm -hmm. No, his name is Muhammad Hussein Enoki. Really? Yeah. He converted to Islam, um, a long time ago, but, but of course, I mean, he still goes by Antonio, um, your professional, because everybody knows him as Antonio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was born in an affluent family in Yokohama in 1943.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, he's he's been around a while. Um, but yeah, he converted in 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in actually in Iraq negotiating for the release of some Japanese hostages, and um, he converted to Shia Islam and uh, during a pilgrimage to Karbala, the Shiite holy city in Iraq
1: yeah okay
2: yeah so first time i saw that i'm thinking uh well he's a he also reportedly he described himself as both a muslim convert and a buddhist
0: oh okay that's a interesting combination there yeah um bruno held the title for um a long time 2008 <laughs> 2803 days like eight eight years yeah hogan held it for four and a half years then Backlund had it for about three years And then 1,021 days for um, Pedro.
2: Okay. And of course, Backlund held it for three years the first time. He held it for like three days the second time.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Bruno held it, I think, eight years the first time. And then, oh, I think four or five years the next time he had it. Like forever. Um, But then then he he said, "I'm, I'm
2: tired. Give, the, give up, give it up.
0: Yeah, and then Roman is um. Romans closing in at six hundred days.
2: Uh, I'm glad though they're not hot potatoing. At least there's one title they're not hot potatoing.
0: Yeah, I am too. Like a lot of people have been like, oh, I'm already tired of the the Roman Reigns thing. Give it to somebody else. Who are you gonna give it to? One, why take it off of him when it's working? Two, who are you gonna give it to right now? Right. And um,
2: yeah, I can't think of anybody because they, they've let everybody go.
0: Yeah, they let everybody go, which is like you could have put Samoa Joe on SmackDown, had Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns in a program for the Universal title. Yes,
2: because well, like we've always said, Samoa Joe against a Samoan named Joe.
0: Yeah. And now, some Samoa had, Joe. They had
2: great matches together.
0: Yeah. And Jim Ross said it because now, you know, of course, Samoa Joe signed to AEW. He's already had a match. He had a, I watched his match from Dynamite last night against uh, Max Castor of the Acclaim. Jim Ross, Jim Ross could sell ice cream to a snowman. He, tell, he, he makes you believe everything, and he said it perfectly. He said that Samoa Joe is one of the absolute toughest men he has ever seen in pro wrestling. And when Joe hit the muscle buster to win the match and then looked into the camera, Jim Ross said, those are the eyes of a trained professional killer. He's like, and God help anybody that gets in the ring with him. Yeah. And that is perfect because that's, that's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is like, I always talk about how real it is when Shayna Baszler gets in the ring. Mm -hmm. That's how Joe is. And they could have had, knock down, drag out wars with him and Roman Reigns. But yeah. now, he was a number on the spreadsheet, so we had to cut him loose.
2: Uh, Anyway. <laughs> and I have a feeling, and I texted you this, I have a feeling probably within about six months to a year, there's going to be a new person that's either going to be all elite, ring of honor or impact. And that is the man apparently formerly known as Elias.
0: Yeah. And it's like one, he needs to grow that beard back ASAP because that is, that, that, that's that ain't like, working. that's like me with no beard. That ain't working. No, I need, no, that's too much face. I need, I need to should, grow should the I br- beard.
2: Should I bring the picture back up?
0: I mean, you can bring the picture back up, but everybody can see that is. I have way too much face for no facial hair.
2: by the way, that, that picture was became really popular on Facebook. I it really know. did
0: it really did. <laughs> so, um, I had somebody ask me about that um this weekend. We were at a uh, we were at an event in uh Benton, Kentucky, and uh ran into somebody we knew, and he's like, I saw you on Facebook. I saw that picture of you on Facebook, and I cannot believe that was you <laughs> like yeah, that was seventeen year old me <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't think that Ezekiel thing is not going to work. It's like you had something great with Elias. It was working. Why would you mess with it? They
2: should have just let him be the cool heel. Yeah. Like what, what Roman has become kind of a cool heel. Yes. You know, Elias was much better when they let him be a heel, let him cut his own promos because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody could have wrote what he was saying. No. Because, I mean, you could tell he was very spontaneous with it. And you know, when he was bagging on whatever town he was in and then writing a song about it, nobody was writing them songs for him. He was doing Mm-mm. it himself. Yep. And it was great. and It was funny. I mean, and but he was still doing heel type stuff. And yeah. so like, all right, cool. But everybody's cheering him. So, oh, they're cheering him. We have to make him a face. Of course, yeah, it's like you don't not, not necessarily i mean it's like well they were too, they were booing roman for a long time but you didn't make him a heel even though they, then you should have exactly you know they weren't booing him because they thought oh you should be a bagger they're booing him because they didn't like him yeah you know and like and like we're talking like the go away heat kind yeah. of yeah they didn't like him uh but then you made him a heel now they like him
0: mm-hmm. they like him which roman has said in an interview that um him and Vince McMahon had some he put it as some uh, heated discussions mm-hmm. about him turning heel. And he pretty much told Vince, I'm not coming back if I can't play heel.
2: And uh, I think, you know, having the entire Anawaii family behind him. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but there's also another person who did not appear on WrestleMania. I just saw this, who is not thrilled that she was not on WrestleMania.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's Alexa Bliss. Yep. And I would love to see her go somewhere else. Um, and actually, since she's she's from Ohio, I'd like to see her. You know, just make an appearance at an NWF show. Yeah. I think I think that'd be kind of cool. But even though I, I seriously doubt that would ever happen, um, because she may go. Ooh, Cincinnati. No. But. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, Alexa Bliss is another one who is way too good to be left off of a major show.
0: Yes, and I mean, stop with this whole thing with Lily and all this. Do the Goddess gimmick. It w- mm-hmm. it worked. She was over another one. She was a cool heel. She played the she played a perfect heel, but fans respected her enough for the work she was doing mm-hmm. that they embraced her. Let her go back to that. I mean, you've got. Yeah. Again, she would be another credible heel challenger to Bianca Belair.
2: And you remember probably it was when she was doing the goddess stuff. And right after she did the whole, um, the, the supervillain. Oh my God. What's her name?
0: Um, um, Nikki Cross.
2: No. Um, the one that Alexa bliss was kind of portraying the, she's in, you know, Oh, my pudding. Har- she was joking. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, thank you. Yes. And, and see, that's why if I need to know comic book stuff, I always go talk to Dwayne. So
0: <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm a comic book nerd. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um,
2: <laughs> and I don't want to, uh, my son right now, yeah, he's thankfully, I think he's asleep again. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this, this thing is just, it's it's really taking it out of him. But if I were to ask him, he'd, he'd name it right off. Then he'd be like, Daddy, stupid. But, <laughs> but, but when she was doing that, I mean, I remember texting going, "She is the best heel in the company right now."
1: Uh huh. Yep. I, I mean, mean, the
0: character work, the promo work, the in the in ring work, everything. And it's like, how do you let somebody that talented just sit at home for the biggest show of the year? Oh, yeah. I know where. I know why. Because we had, you know, because we had celebrities and a seventy five year old man that needed spots on the show.
2: And a giant mousetrap.
0: And a giant mousetrap.
2: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah. So. So now you know y'all cut the roster, and look forward to the next few months when people are starting asking for their release again. But you're going to treat them like Mustafa Ali. Right now you're just paying him
0: to be home. Yeah. Let that man go. Yeah. I mean, as talented as he, is they did the same thing to Neville though. Well, Pack now because he's yeah. gone back to Pack because he's an AEW, but. Um when he was neville they did the same thing i mean he sat at home for like a year and a half they did that to him they did it to luke harper yep you know they so, did the it's like we're not going to use you but we don't want you going to the competition and it's like but then you released all these other people that did go to the competition so what sense does that make
2: and are thriving in the competition absolutely and I'd and admit, you know, sometimes somebody may just be a better fit for mm-hmm. one company over the other, you know, because some people may be huge in WWE, but may not be, you know, able to make a click in AEW. And, but, of course, we've also seen vice versa, where for some reason WWE was not that some people.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, you look at the people that have left WWE and they're thriving in pro wrestling. FTR are doing FTR or tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. They are, the for me, they are the absolute best tag team in the world. They're doing the best work of their career. Um, if you haven't watched it, watch their match with the Young Bucks from Dynamite last night. I've,
2: I've heard it was phenomenal.
0: Oh, man. It is so good. Uh, their match with the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. Actually, that was the one I heard
2: about. I heard, well, I've actually heard about both of them, but yeah.
0: Fantastic. Just so good. And WWE had them over here shaving each other's backs in the shower. Hey, why,
2: um, why are they feuding? Oh, well, the Usos walked in on them, you know, shaving each other's backs.
0: Like, yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Storm considered retirement after leaving WWE because she, she said in the interview, I read it on Twitter today, she said that she seriously considered retiring from professional wrestling after she asked for her release from WWE because everything she loved about pro wrestling she felt she had lost. She said I, she just got ground up in a machine and lost everything she loved about pro wrestling. But she changed her mind, and then she ended up, she signed with AEW. So, and now she's like this. She said, for the first time in years, I feel like I actually have a home in pro wrestling. And, you know, she's twenty. 24 25 years old. I mean, she's young Hmm. and had already considered retirement because she had gotten so burnt out with the WWE system.
2: That sounds like it, it, you know, sounds like it's burnt out a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I think now we've covered WrestleMania, we've covered Raw, we've even covered a little bit of AEW.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got it all in there.
2: Yeah, we got it all in there. You know, we even covered a little bit of basketball. And speaking of basketball, I will say this. And you posted it facts since I saw I said, "Jordan like this. And never mind, he's when post he posted. The Lakers are not in the playoffs. Yes.
0: Sorry. Sorry. That should be professional. No, nah, I shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> no, no.
2: Um and I actually saw something. Um, but unfortunately I was not on my phone. I was going to save it and send it to you. But it was saying Jordan at 40 years old had a better record with the Wizards than what LeBron does at 37 with this stacked Lakers team.
0: And LeBron built this team. He, he, you know, he handpicked all these guys. He, you know, you know, he was the one who talked management into trading all the young guys that helped them win the last championship to get, to build this super team because he thought, Oh, we're just going to roll through the, you know, roll through everybody and win the championship he was hurt off and on and then he just quit on his team I don't care what anybody says he quit. Yeah
2: he thinks everything should revolve around him.
0: Well there was like he supposedly had this ankle injury and I get it but if you look at Kobe Bryant who had a similar ankle injury still played to get his team to the playoffs LeBron just sat out the last few games of the season. It's like when he knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, he didn't even try. And it's like you have literally called yourself the greatest basketball player in the world, yeah. but you're going to just quit on your team. Anthony Davis is injury prone. I hate to say it, but he is. Um kind of what happens though when you're when you're kind of when you're one and done out of college though. And you know Um, Anthony
2: Davis, wasn't he a, um, a UK product?
0: Yep. He played, he, he played one year, played his freshman year, went Mm -hmm. to the draft, played for the Pelicans for a few seasons, got traded and then got traded to, got signed by the Lakers. Did you Um, see
2: the, did you see the, um, the trash talk by the Pelicans?
0: mm -mm, I hadn't seen it.
2: Because apparently when he left the Pelicans, he said, that's a wrap. Because I'm, you know, he's saying he's going to a championship team. Yeah. And they got eliminated. Somebody from the Pelicans
0: actually tweeted, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> and then Carmelo has been. Carmelo is all about the scoring. He ain't worried about nothing else. He has never been a team player. He wasn't a team player in Denver. He wasn't a team player in New York. He's Carmelo's for Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Same can be said for Russell Westbrook the actually more so can be said for Russell Westbrook, because he is all about his stat sheet. That is all he's concerned with.
2: And you know, the sad thing about the NBA, and this is actually one of the reasons I don't really keep with the NBA as much because the, the league, I know we're kind of really getting off the topic of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The league as a whole, to me has become one big money grab, like, mm-hmm. you know, to yep. get the money, you have to, you know, the more games you have, the more money you have. Well, let's keep expanding the playoffs, keep expanding the playoffs, keep expanding the playoffs. There are 30 teams in the NBA. 20 of them make the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: 66%
2: of yeah. your teams are in the playoffs and the Lakers aren't one of them. Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's how. The second most successful franchise in the history of the NBA is not in the playoffs.
2: And they supposedly have, you know, the heir apparent to Jordan.
0: They supposedly have the greatest player in the world. King James. Yeah. On their team. And they're going to be sitting at home watching the playoffs and the finals, which I'm fine with because I'm not a Lakers fan, but more so I'm absolutely not a LeBron James fan. So I'm always happy when he gets to sit at home and watch Um, everybody else play.
2: I'll say this about LeBron James and then we probably should wrap it up. Because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, my stomach is telling me some stuff. Um, when I was in Dayton, I mean, I mentioned this before, when I was stationed in Dayton, you mm-hmm. know, LeBron James was still in high school. Right. And of course, you know, his senior year, he was one of the last that went straight from high school into the mm-hmm. NBA. And I mean, and I, yeah, he was the best high school player in the country and he was good enough to make the pros right out of high school. Okay. Very talented they would have on the Dayton TV station, you know, which is we can't pick up Akron TV stations from Dayton, mm-hmm. you know, it's too far yeah. away, but they were still showing the LeBron James play of the day or play, the, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And they almost um, had him playing in the Nutter center, you know, they're at Wright state where my daughter goes, but during the time he was going to play uh, there, they had a game schedule and everything. Then his eligibility came into question because of Mm. – I don't remember the exact details, but they they actually – they didn't let him play for about two weeks until they got it all straightened (laughs) out, and then they came back, but that was during that period. But one of the plays they showed for the the LeBron James, you know, play of the day, play of the week, was him going on a fast break, him jumping up, ball down between his legs, coming up and dunking the ball. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. And if I I was his coach, I'd have ripped his rear end as soon as he came off the floor. Yep. They said this stop. ain't this ain't street ball kid.
0: Yep, stop show voting.
2: Yeah, because what happens? You get up there, that ball goes flying because you've lost control of it.
1: Yep. <coughs> Excuse now,
2: you want to do that during a dunk contest? Great. You want to do it street ball where it doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. Great. You don't do that during a game. It nope. it almost you know, yeah, almost be like in Major League, uh, the movie. Yeah. Nice catch, A's. Don't ever effing do it again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep.
2: it that's the way it would be. But that's that's always been my really my impression of LeBron James. So this goes back when he was 18 years old,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So, uh, but anyway, so yep. So we now we covered WrestleMania, and we'll definitely hopefully next week we'll have a lot more. <laughs> Our shows, yeah. life happens, you know, <coughs> the, you know, health reasons happen. Other we knew we were going to be distracted, so yeah. Um, we just kind of made that decision. It's like yeah, if if we know we're no, we're going to more or less give a not so great show let's just not even do it
1: right right so
2: i mean and you know take that for what it is um now i mean we're not like eric church who canceled an entire concert to watch a game
1: (laughs) people paid (laughs) yeah
2: bad look dude bad look um but either way you know hopefully we may have even more shows you know to make up for it yeah you know, so uh, especially because I'm still, depending on if I feel, hopefully I'll be okay by this Saturday. I'm still planning on going to Chillicothe for their fan fest because I want to meet the Rock and Roll Express. They're on their last thing yeah. before they finally are done. I want to meet Sergeant Slaughter. He follows us on Twitter. Maybe we can get him on the show. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Hacksaw Duggan's going to be there and Tony Atlas is going to be there, which is kind of awesome. interesting. If you ever watch The Legends House, did you ever watch mm-hmm.
1: that? Yeah.
2: So I wonder if you know one's going to be in one corner, one's going to be in the other.
1: <laughs> Maybe. So,
2: um, but also, Big Mom is going to be there. Riley Matthews is going to be there, mm-hmm. and you know, she said Riley said she's going to have merch and she's going to be signing autographs. So cool, dude. She is, you know, she's on her way.
0: Yeah,
1: I she mean, really is.
2: Yeah. So, uh, very happy to see that. I can always honestly say I was the first person to ever interview her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
2: know, uh, and unfortunately, you missed that one. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, but I mean, maybe we can get on the show. I I I'd be willing to bet she'd be happy to come to the show again, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of talk about everything that's been happening in the past year, you know, since, um, you know, her career kind of started. Because I actually saw her, her very first match also in a parking lot of a, a car dealership.
0: Yeah, I it's remember her, you were telling me about that. Yep,
2: her and Breezy, you know. So, um, but either the way we'll figure out some good topics. We still need to cover Triple H. Yes, um, yes, we do. You know, his that, retirement
0: and his. Impact on the business and
2: mm-hmm. both good and bad. I mean, because yeah. you know, he's had some negatives, but I mean, overall, I mean, he's been better than what he has been bad.
1: So, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, but we'll figure it all out. But until we do, God bless.
1: God
0: bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered dot casino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby,
1: Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>